He's a decorated U.S. military combat veteran, a consultant to organizations across nine countries and 15 industries, was a bodyguard for Mick Jagger, and has started over 20 successful businesses. This week, Stephen Kuhn joins us to share how to grow our influence and become a better leader. What's up, friends? This is another throwback episode. Every Wednesday, we are going to give you one of our old shows from back in the day. Actually, this was just from a few months ago. If this is your first time listening, my name's Heather Parody, and we just relaunched our show a couple of weeks ago from our previous show, and so you are tuning in where we just bring back some of our favorite episodes, and this is no exception. I loved this conversation I had with Stephen Kuhn. Incredible guy, had so much wisdom about how to develop and grow as a leader, how to expand your reach, how to impact more lives, and ultimately make a difference in this world, because that is what we're all about here. Before we get started, if you have not subscribed subscribed to this podcast what are you waiting on head over to itunes wherever you listen to podcasts hit that subscribe button and if you have a second i would love for you to leave an honest review so without further ado we're going to throw back to this awesome episode i am so excited to have stephen coon with us today he is a decorated united states army combat veteran speaker author and consultant who helps individuals dramatically improve their quality of life through the consistent conscious application of honesty, integrity, and transparency, which is what he calls the HIT principle. And I'm so excited about this interview because this is something that I feel like is a message we're desperate for um, in this culture and our generation to just kind of bring back some, what I call kind of old school principles and apply it into our lives and trust it and trust that those things work. So Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to our audience. If you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself. My absolute pleasure, and thank you very much. Um, uh, an honor to be here. It's always an honor to be able to talk about the things that you do and how how your let's say your visions want to change the world and the, everything around you. So that yeah, that's that's one of my missions in life. And basically, I, you know, like you pretty much introduced me. Well, I live in Europe. Uh, I've lived in nine countries over here so far, and I'm still rolling. I'm married, uh, have two children, four and five, three and four years old. Sorry. Uh, one's turning three, one's turning four. Uh, they're Irish twins. Uh, so, cool. <laughs> uh, and and my wife's Hungarian, hence living in Hungary. Uh, but I, I have my company in Germany, so I speak German, and I wrote a few books over here and do some TV and things. But my true passion is helping the small to middle entrepreneurs. And um, I've, I've sort of worked out a niche for myself, which I call immediate impact. Uh, and since immediate impact consulting, where I go into a company and I have immediate impact in their revenue so that they can sort of <sighs> breathe easy yeah. and then we can look up and see how we can scale and grow the business, whether it's a startup or a turnaround. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much, uh, you covered everything else. So I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah. we're in a, a good place to start. And I, I really, I want to really spend the bulk of the time talking about this hit principle because I, I, I love it and I believe in it. But kind of to back up just a little bit, how do you go from veteran in the army to what you're doing now? Like, what's a little bit of your story there? Well, you know, I, I when I was in the military, I landed in Germany back in 1986. I just came out of boot camp at Fort Knox. I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I landed in Germany, and I said, "Wow, I, I this feels so right." 
you know. So mm-hmm. I, I saw the country. I, saw, I was like, wow, this feels right. So I, I, embr- I engulfed myself in the culture. So where everyone else was at night as a young soldier drinking and partying, I was out meeting the locals and driving far away from where there were any Americans to be the only American and be forced to speak German. So I learned German about six months. Um, wow. And then what, what that – well – uh, you know, I did it because I had to. I was meeting people that spoke zero English, so I had my little book and I was translating. And I forced. Plus, I was on the border, uh, the, in, the inner German border between East and West Germany, and of course Czechoslovakia and on Berlin Wall and that kind of stuff. So I wanted to know what they were saying on the other side when we were listening to them. So it was all. It was the, it was a need to know. I guess you could say is why I did that. And what that led to was an understanding of the culture. And of course, the understanding of the culture means once you get to the point where you understand the culture, you immerse yourself even more, and then you can start earning money. <laughs> Hence, I opened the club. So in Berlin, while I was still in the army, a co-owner of a, of a nightclub, one of the first techno clubs in Berlin when techno was being born. Um, so all those famous techno DJs, which most people don't know unless you're in the scene, are now huge but they were our house djs back then and and people said hey how did you do that can, can you show me how to do that so i started helping people open their own clubs and bars and then i opened my own bars and i opened up a sports bar and i helped them do that and i i, I just learning by doing but actually it's the mindset that mm-hmm. makes it like 85 percent of success at least is mindset everything else is figuring out the details yeah i i have a very simple thing a very simple adage in my life if I want to be somewhere and go somewhere and reach a certain level, and I look at I look for someone at that level, and I ask them, "How'd you get there? Can you help me do it?" And no one has ever said no ever. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, people, it is. People want to help. That's what you're, I hear you saying. Of course they do. And and I mean, who, if someone asks you, Heather, could you show me how to be a, a podcast? You'd be like, "Oh, that's almost an honor to be asked Absolutely. to do that." Absolutely. Exactly. So the biggest failure that people make is thinking that they failed, and it's not. Failing is learning, number one. Yeah. Number two is the second biggest mistake they make is not asking for help. I mean, just literally, just ask. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. So you, you have this, uh, forgive me if I call it a gift, for lack of better terms, of being with people. And you said intuition. Intuition is something that you, you, you're proud of, that you have, and that you're good at networking. You have this thing called the uh, human pyramid what is this? Human sales funnel. Human sales funnel. That's what it is. Human sales funnel. When you're opening these businesses, talk to me about that transition where you're like, I want to give my life to this. I want to help other people network efficiently and communicate better and use this intuition for a my life. Well, it's, it's good that you ask that question because this is what a lot of people get stuck into the, so I want to call it a trap almost because they want to start giving before they have. I did that too. So I started giving and, and, and providing so much value for everyone around me while I didn't have. Matter of fact, I gave so much I was homeless in 2007. Wow. So uh, 2008, sorry, 2008. I gave so much that I was homeless. And there I was, a uh, corporate executive, bestseller TV guy, and I, was, I, I didn't have a place to live you know, because I was completely out of money. So it was, it, was a, uh, it was a shock to myself. And I said, man, you know, I can't really give unless I have. Yeah. And have, have doesn't mean millions. It doesn't mean money. It means I call our entire, everything I do is my life enterprise. So everything's connected. And as soon as I figured out that my spirituality, my consciousness, my relationships, my business, and my health and fitness is all one thing, that's when I felt, okay, now I know where I am and I can start providing value for other people along those lines of this life enterprise. Because mm-hmm. we always try to find, find that one thing, band-aid for the business, band-aid for the relationship, a counselor for this, a counselor for that. And I like to look at the whole picture and say, it's all connected. It's mm-hmm. all connected. You know, I, I, I have a Facebook group called The Humble Man. And we talk about the, the, the primal masculinity of finding that, finding that primal masculinity that men sort of 
have lost, but without the macho, without the aggression and things. And it's about providing. But like I always say, providership is a new leadership. When I provide for everyone around me, and that means the cashier at the register saying hello, giving some eye contact and make them feel, just elevate them, make them feel special. And it's so easy. It's so easy to elevate those around you. And the, pay, the payback is obviously yeah. off, the, off the charts. So giving doesn't always mean writing a check. It means empowering. It means giving visions and giving hope. And so I've changed it from before giving my hours mm-hmm. for free or giving money to help people to, you know, I still do that, but, you know, to giving hope, to giving, you know, vision and mission and just driving them as a human being and helping them grow inside. That's so good. So I have so many questions I could ask you about this. This is <laughs> So bring me back to that young boy who is wearing these nightclubs in the military and you're making this connection about mind, body, spirit and the bigger picture. Can you talk, like, talk to me about where that came from? Was that intuition or? Well, it didn't start that early because it, I, I got out of the war. I was, I was in Iraq. I got out of Iraq and then a, a year later I was a civilian in Germany. So I did what they call European out. Okay. So I got, I got out of the military in Europe and stayed. I never went home. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, a very, I was on the front lines in Iraq, the whole work. So it, I had PTSD, which no one knew what it was at the time. So it was just aggression. And I didn't get treatment for it because I thought only wimps get treatment. And I was a doorman as well. So, you know, during the days, sometimes, I mean, during the, uh, the days where we weren't open, I had, I had a doorman job and I sold insurance sometimes as well. So I tried everything I could. And one thing was always clear to me, even in the military, is that if it has to do with people, I can get it done. Like I know that I can deal with people in the, in the right ways because I don't want, I give. Now, like I said before, I gave to the point of fault, but at, at the time it served me well. Matter of fact, when I joined the army, I, I literally wanted to get out of where I was. And, I, and I, I knew that if I went somewhere where no one knew me and, and I didn't know anyone, that I could be that person I always wanted to be. You know, so when, when I left high school, I was a, you know, 240 pound big doofus sort of kind of guy that was, that was horrible at football, baseball and everything I tried because I had no self, self belief and no vision. Mm-hmm. And I joined the military and as soon as that razor touched my head, when they were shaving my head in boot camp, I was like, it's me now I'm new and I'm yeah. going to take over from here. So that was the beginning of that. But the real change didn't come until about 10 years after the war uh, in Iraq. It was, in, it was 2003 where I uh, lost everything, and, and including my first wife. Um, not lost her that way, but yeah. you know, we, yeah. we, we, we separated. Lost a job, lost my money, all kinds of stuff. And I said, what am I going to do now? And someone said, why don't you just write a book about your life? And I was like, well, who's going to read my book? Well, it just so happens that I wrote the book, and it came out the day the war started in Iraq. So it, it, the book went immediately to bestseller. It went within a, like a week to, mes- to bestseller. Wow. It, only in German, of course, only in Germany. The Americans wouldn't print it because it wasn't exactly pro-war, <laughs> the book. Mm-hmm. It was about a journey. Of, it was a guy's journey who thought he was a superhero patriot. And, and then when he, when he ended up uh, going to war, he found out he was exactly the opposite. That was my story. Um, and, and then, of course, how I got out of the military and had my crashes and burns, my, my sort of breakdowns of things, and how I brought myself back together. And so that put me on TV. And what happened on TV was astonishing. Because you think you go on TV, it's great for the book and things, but it was a completely different experience for me because I had never talked about the war ever to anyone. And here I was on national TV with a million viewers, and I'm, I'm being asked questions that I've never even asked myself. So that's where the spiritual journey really began because I had to let completely go and trust my intuition that, yeah, what you're doing right now is, is good for you. And it's good for anyone listening because that's going to maybe help one person make a different choice. And um, after that, uh, I, I did a year of, of a book tour and um, I became incredibly, let's say, 
famous or maybe infamous, I don't know, mm-hmm. in Germany and uh, in Austria and Switzerland, the German-speaking countries. And that, that led me to all kinds of things. But what it led me to was sort of to myself. And I knew suddenly what my power was, you know, and that power was letting go. That power was accepting and embracing those things that everyone else says you're not supposed to sort of deal with, you know. Yeah. And that led me then uh, to a lot of other things. But in the end of 2008, after I, I lost my, uh, my, my business and my home and stuff, I went to a monastery and lived with the Benedictine monks in Austria. And Benedictine monks meditate. So I thought it was a great mixture of Christianity and spirituality, which is rare these days because either you have religion or you have spirituality. It's always like, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. You know? And so I did both. And I wasn't very much of either one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I went there and I went in, okay, Mr. Monk, this is the deal. It was Pater Andreas, I remember his name, Father Andreas. I said, uh, okay, this is the deal. These are the problems that I have. These are the thoughts that I have. What do I do? And he said, go to the forest and just, you know, relax and release. I was like, that's it. But I did that. I did. And I was like, come on, where's the answers? I want to, I want a step-by-step guide on how to be free. Anyway. So I ended up spending about six months there and I was the most important metamorphosis in my life. And that's where I realized, you know, that the, the power in me, the, the true growth and the true being on this universe is about selflessness. It's about mm-hmm. elevation. It's about giving, but it's also about taking care of yourself that you can give and that you can elevate others. So yeah, it was a long journey. It was a long journey, but it's, it served me well to this day. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, being in this space of, you know, entrepreneurship and starting something I hear all the time. I cannot tell you how many times people have said that it's almost a, a game of playing other people, playing the industry, creating a persona that you're more of what you are, stuff like that. And when I listen to you talk and when I've heard some of the stuff you've shared, you talk about integrity and this hit principle, which I'd love you to go into, but really trusting that essentially being a freaking decent person and having good um, just morals works. You've it's not worked, complicated. It's not yeah. complicated. Yeah. 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 You've worked with, I mean, you've had incredible success. You've built countless businesses. You've worked with celebrities and you're still preaching this hit principle. So can you talk to me about this? I, I surely will. And it's funny because those celebrities and those, those people had talked to me specifically because of the hit principles. Mm-hmm. So I started teaching this about 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I started teaching what I called conscious leadership. Then I called it self-leadership. Then I, I called it a million things. And it always came down to those three words, honesty, integrity, transparency. So I said, well, let's just call it that. And I put, tr- I put integrity uh, in the middle, uh, which happens to spell mm-hmm. hit, which is pretty cool. I do that because honesty and integrity or honesty and transparency begins with you. So if I'm honest about what I'm doing and why I'm making a deal or why I'm speaking to this person and what's my motivation behind it, and I'm transparent with those decisions every time I make them with myself and those around me directly influenced by that that decision, Mm -hmm. the byproduct of being honest and and transparent with yourself, the byproduct is integrity. And that integrity integrity literally makes you so authentic that people seek you out, right? And that authenticity, because they seek you out, allows you to dictate, and here it comes, your own market value. So, there, you know, I get paid sometimes, you know, if I go to certain spaces and certain places, I, I, I get paid really good money mm-hmm. to go help people. And they seek me out, like on LinkedIn. I don't know you, you don't know me, but I heard about you, this kind of stuff. And that, this is what I'm talking about, about the human funnel, the human sales funnel. They see something like this podcast, right? Then they'll go Google me and they'll see something that I wrote or something that some interview I did. That's the funnel, right? It's, it's already started. So you're at the top of the funnel right now. Then it goes to Google. Then it goes to my website. Then it goes to the, to the login or to the, uh, the more information. Then it comes to me. 
And that's all created because of the integrity, because of the honesty, and of course, of the transparency that I have. Now, people who see that feel compelled to treat you the way that you treat them. Go figure, right? So this, 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 this creates an attraction to each other, and you attract amazing people. Hmm. which is why I get to work with someone like Andrea Bocelli or I get yeah. to Mick Jagger or uh, um, Olivia Newton-John. Or yeah. it, just, just, it just goes on. Politicians, party heads, although I've turned some of them down mm-hmm. because of that. Um, and it also means that you have to make hard decisions sometimes. And the hardest decision I had to make recently was about two months ago where I turned down a position, a board position in, in an Australian company and a signing bonus of 400,000 um, Australian dollars. Um, and I turned that down because there, there was a lack of transparency in the why, why they were doing what they were doing, what was behind the business, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I felt fantastic. I said, if I can turn down 400 grand and feel good about it, I am in such a good place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so, so it's, it's, it's taken to go with the bad, but you have to be strong and you have to believe your intuition is right because my intuition told me, don't take it. But my mind was saying, are you nuts? 400 grand? Sure. Take it. Take it, man. You know, and it's like you know your your normal mind. If would have said, you know, my old mind would have said, take it and just worry about it later. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I was pretty stoked that I could turn that. That was like a huge deal for me. Yeah. So, so talk to me. Let's let's break this down even more because yeah. I know most people who are drawn into leadership or starting a company or whatever are normally kind of the type A doer personality types. And what you told me earlier, when you went into this Buddhist community, you asked, you said, what can I do? And that would be the first thing I would think is, okay, well, what can I do? What are the steps? And what essentially I hear you saying is he said, well, go and be here. That's hard for a type A leadership type personality to hear. So if you were to kind of advise us, those of us who are starting things and really digging into the trenches of the, the logistics of our business and building things, and we're thinking about all the marketing pieces we have to have and all the systems we have to have in place, how can we bring this principle practically into that and put emphasis on it? Um, yeah, just start being. You know, yeah. if, if there's just really just reflect on everything, every decision you make and every word you say. It sounds like a lot of work, but it's not. Your intuition is already talking to you every single day. Look, we are born virgin. We are born with an intuition that is unmistakably perfect. And as we go through the years, we're taught and we're scolded and we learn and we're projected and all kinds of things until the point where we don't even trust our own tuition anymore and we start thinking. Then we, then we get educated as well. And the education says, think about everything, analyze everything before you do it to be safe. That tears us away from the intuition. You need to get back to that and just trust that if something doesn't feel right, it's only a millisecond before that doesn't feel right turns into a thought. Yeah. If you can, if you can recognize that millisecond feeling, that's the only truth that you need to worry about. Yeah. Literally, literally. So if you're, let's say, for instance, we go into a meeting together, you and I, we walk mm-hmm. into a meeting and they want to pay you, I don't know, a hundred grand to do their, their radio show. And I'm sitting with you as your advisor or we're friends or whatever. And I don't think it feels right. You don't think it feels right, but you're like, come on, Steve, it's a hundred K, you know, let's do this. That's where I would say, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't feel right. Let's find out why it doesn't feel right. What's your intuition telling you? Mm-hmm. And you're saying, you're, you, you might say, I don't really know, but I see that the money is there. I can do the job and why not? It sounds like a great opportunity. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? Well, how do you feel about it? And I don't mean emotionally, because of course you feel great being offered a hundred grand for a, a radio show. But how do you feel about? It? How do you really feel about it? Right in here, and tuning that in takes work. It takes it takes practice. But I always say when you, you listen to your intuition. So I'll, I'll be walking down the street. I'll, I'll be with my wife in the car. I'll be driving, and I'll take a left. She goes, "Where are you going?" I said, "I have no idea." My intuition just told me to turn left, and I literally practice that. Yeah. Twenty four seven. Yeah. 
24-7. Like, you know how you're, you, you, you put something down. I have kids. So I put something on, on the corner of the table, and I have a thought, well, maybe the kids will knock it off. And then usually, go, ah, they won't. But I go, okay, I thought that for a reason. My yeah. intuition's talking to me, so move it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it takes practice, uh, but it works. The same thing goes for business. You know, the people that you, you deal with, never take a shortcut that's going to hurt you or a business partner. Never take something that you know. For instance, I, I do online consulting. So I help companies grow their business, like I said, with immediate wow. impact. Mm-hmm. And I have quite a few clients, and I'm quite successful in turning around uh, the businesses quite, quite quickly. And there's some people that they have the money, they have the will, and they, have the, they, they, they feel like they could use me as their, as their consultant, but I turn them down because I just don't feel the integrity, the belief, and the self-discipline is there to actually follow these principles that I live by, that I, I live and, and probably will die by these, these, these principles. So it's, it's, it's really about self-discipline, but not a harsh self-discipline, a listening, stopping, letting ref- reflect on how I feel. What's this all about right now? Why am I feeling uneasy? Why am I feeling super stressed? Why am I giddy? You know, there's reasons why this all happens, you know. Right. And yeah. so tuning into that and having integrity with your principles and that intuition and playing the game right, people you said are drawn to you. So right. can you kind of talk to me about the balance between marketing and pushing yourself and your business and also to allowing people just to be drawn to you. Well, um, I don't market myself at all. Um, all I do wow. is podcasts. Yeah, wow. I do podcasts and I have a website. Um, and, you know, I have social media. I don't do any ads. I've never done any like Facebook ads or anything or any Instagram ads or any ads actually for my business. It's all website and sort of word of mouth. The best way to grow, to grow your business and the best way to get, get people to come to you is to create a community or create a tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's easy to do on Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, give, you just give basically value and um, have people come back to you and say, hey, could you give me more value? And how much would it cost? <laughs> you know, basically, that's <laughs> about go. how much that's what it comes down to in the end. Um, you know, it's obviously, you want to help those people that need the help and actually can um, uh, empower themselves to do it because you can't do it for them. That's not what a consultant does. And the second thing I do is that I create so much value and it creates so much return um, with my clients that they're my raving fans. So that's why I can't take on a client that is just saying, you know, I want to try half. And yeah, if I pay you, you do the work, you know, because it can't be about me. It's got to be about them. They have to walk away from our, our you know, agreement and say, oh my, you have to talk to Steven. Like you have to, you just have to work with him. And that's what I like to create. And that's my human sales funnel again. And it just keeps driving people to me. So I really don't do any marketing. You know, I'm, I'm going to, so we're going to start because we went, we started a coaching club. So that means I have an online coaching club where people pay so much, so much. It's one ninety five a month right now for the first 30 people. We just started last week. Mm-hmm. We have fit, we have 15 people. And basically I have a partner, um, Jack, who's a, a seasoned entrepreneur. He's five years older than I, and he's also uh, worked and lived and has equity deals in like 20 countries. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, we take young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and we take their business from A to Z, all the, including exit plans and exit strategies and equity deals and sales and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's the value is ridiculous. Yeah. We want to do the same thing. We wanted to create that value. So we create raving fans. You know, we're building that funnel now for the entrepreneurs. So it's all about, it's, it's, it's all about giving so much that they have to talk about you. And that's the marketing that we use word of mouth. So we don't have to pay for ads. That, that's incredible because as it goes, it's so counterculture to what we're taught yeah. when we enter into this space. And I love that. What do you, what would you define as that thing that people said, I, you have to talk to Steven, you have to, what is it the thing about you that makes them say that? Um, I think it's the mindset. 
because when I do when when I, when I do consulting, I work heavily on their mindset. Okay. You know, I just had a call right before this. Literally, I ended five minutes before this podcast. He said, "I'm young, and I'm, I'm you know I've only been an entrepreneur for two years, and I can't charge those prices and da da da." And I gave him an example of why he should he should triple his prices as a minimum. Because he had, for instance, he, he provides a service that costs the, the client $3,500 and he generated a million dollars for that. For that, And I said, you can see right there the discrepancy in it. So mm-hmm. I had that belief that you have in yourself, that's not the client's fault. That's your fault for not making it happen. So, so, so let's step up and let's make this happen. And I, I show people how easy it is to break down those goals that you have and break them down to little bitty pieces where you're like, I can do this all day long. You know, some, sometimes I'll break it down like, Steve, I don't even need you anymore because I know exactly what to do. I'm like, well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know? I hear you. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, could, I think I could talk to you all day. This is incredible stuff. But before our last question, I want to honor your time. Uh, you have a free five-part video series on your website. Where, where can people find you online and gain access to that video series? Yes, that's um, stephen-kuhn.com. So it's Stephen with a V and then K-U-H-N-K-U-H-N.com. And you'll see right there to the left on on the bottom, it says sign up. Sorry, right under my name, it says sign up for the hit videos. If you look at the left, there's a button that says join my coaching club. I'd highly, highly uh, suggest that. There's two ways to work with me. One is obviously the private clientele for those who Mm -hmm. have that business that actually want to take it to the next level and have immediate impact. And the other one is the immediate impact, as I stated, coaching club, which is brand new and taking take taken off like uh, we didn't expect. So yes, that's two ways to get in contact with me. That's two ways you can work with me and I would love to work with anybody Absolutely. out there. Any of your listeners, sorry, Absolutely. not anybody, but any of your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> anybody. I'll have yeah. all that linked up in the show notes. Now for our last question, uh, you know, the intention for this show is to really pour into this next generation of leaders. Yes. Uh, I feel like there's a ton of people out there who have a, what I call a calling on their life and they feel that nudge to step into something greater, push those boundaries and they allow fear, self-doubt, um, things called imposter syndrome to keep them back. Maybe they didn't grow up in the right family. Maybe they have a disability, the wrong, feel like they're the wrong gender or race, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're in an arena filled with these people. What would you say to them if you just had maybe a minute? Fear is a door and it's, and behind that door is a bridge to greatness. Fear is like if, if you walk into a dark cellar and you're scared, just flip on the light. Fear is no different. Once you cross, open that door and you cross that bridge, you're in a whole new realm and it all starts over again. So that glass ceiling you just broke through grows again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.